Hey everybody, welcome to the show. So, uh, you guys have been hard at work asking a whole bunch of questions in our, I guess, recently-ish created questions channel over in our Discord. And, as the podcast description says, you can ask the devs question and we'll answer them. So, we figured, since the queue has now become massive and everybody has been firmly uh, broken out of the winter stupor and we are back in full swing, we are creating another Q&A podcast. With me today, I have Lauren and Yoris. Say hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. And we are going to be launching right into answering your questions. So, first one. How well does browser gameplay compare to actually running the game on a PC? Ah, well, I'm guessing to pass that on off to Yoris for starters, as he's been spending quite some time on that lately. I have been spending a lot of time with it and having a lot of fun with it. Um, Performance currently is... 25-ish percent slower than the native desktop application. As for features and um, like gameplay elements, everything is exactly the same. Um, so it, it's a little bit slower. That might sound really bad, but our game client currently runs at almost a thousand frames per second, and our web build runs at like 750 to 800 frames per second. Jesus. So yes, it's a little bit slower, but realistically, that wouldn't be an issue. So um, yeah, it will be slightly, slightly less eye melting. <laughs> mm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I figure that just generally, unless you're playing on your grandma's integrated Intel card, <laughs> uh, you you may not actually notice the difference, which is really cool. That's kind of you know part of our objective. Everybody, break your grandma's grandma's computer is what Lauren's trying to say. Okay. Um, Next one. With the game being called Ember Sword, will there be some kind of magic in the game that lets you infuse your current weapon with fire or a burn effect or some other element? Right. So, actually, in Ember Sword, um, although we have a lot of things that appear like magic, all of them are essentially some form of highly advanced technology, uh, some of which, you know, not fully understood. Uh, but, you know, in that sense, yes, uh, we will definitely have. Uh, a number of ways for you to get sort of elemental type effects uh, imbued or infused into your gear uh, or indeed even you know specific abilities uh, akin to say spells and magic right uh, that use uh, elemental type of uh, capabilities uh, they just will be based on uh, on a you know a bit more let's say uh, misunderstood future tech rather than uh, magic so the marvel thor approach where technology is indistinguishable from magic if it's advanced enough then pretty yeah, much exactly yeah it's, yes. I, just, I just like to point out that i read a lot of marvel comics and i wanted this, this soapbox <laughs> to do so oh no no you've definitely made that clear right but you know so so we're we're, we're gonna stick with that same theme and right. just for good measure we'll probably throw in a giant hammer that for whatever random reason only two players in the entire game can lift yeah nondescript of course we don't want to be sued <laughs> Okay, uh, this question is uh, somewhat serious, so this does not fit the team of that answer at all. But um, how will we solve blockchain scaling issues to avoid high transaction fees for players? So we are partnering up with Matic, their sidechain that increased performance quite drastically. Um, I'm not sure if I can share this little bit of information, so I'll keep it vague. They are partnering with a lot of prominent 
utilities that you'd use on the blockchain. So Medic is becoming a very viable sidechain. Um, and as such, uh, it makes a lot of sense for us to use. Uh, if for whatever reason there are scaling issues down the line, we could create our own sidechain, but I really don't think that's necessary. But we have a backup plan, you know, like if worst case scenario happens. Oh, oh yeah, actually, know. I think what's important there to mention also is, is it's not just scaling issues, but it's also gas costs typically, right? And gas costs as well, yeah. What really sucks is if you have this awesome blockchain-based game, but, you know, gas costs on Ethereum go up, let's say, so high, you know, that, you know, a lot of transactions simply become non-viable. And with Matic, basically, you, you lower those gas costs to, like, a hundred or a thousand that you would have on like the main Ethereum chain, which is great. Yeah, it's it's almost negligible. Okay, good to good to know that we're covering all angles in that one because that does seem like a cornerstone of what we're trying to do. Um, next one: What can the players do in the capital of each nation? Right. So um, I, I think probably the easier question is almost what can't you do in the capital of each nation? Right. If, if you look at the way the game world is set up, you know, it's it's this massive sprawling nations with settlements and towns all around, right, that you can visit and where you can do, you know, let's say a limited amount of stuff uh, because, you know, they're smaller areas and they don't necessarily maybe have every building related to every profession or, uh, you know, every type of utility that you might have access to whereas these capitals tend to just have you know everything all in one and then some right mm -hmm. um so you know whether it comes to fighting in an arena or you know doing some uh, some uh, blacksmithing right uh or or crafting some weapons or going to the the auction house and trading there'll be a ton of things that you can do in the capital of your nation yeah, and of Sweet. course you can start quest lines um, in in most cities, um, and you can also teleport to different cities. So you can you can move quickly and follow quests from there and like start a new uh, storyline that you can then unravel. Excellent. Will Ember Sword have an in-game clock, a day-night cycle, uh, based on real time or not? It will not. <laughs> Simply well, that put, was yes. a brief answer. <laughs> Well, it is like we, we did discuss some of these a bit off mic before we started. And um, it's it's something to do with viability and just, you know, pouring dev resources into this when there are more important things to be done. Yeah, but the, the I would say almost one of the most important things that we're dealing with also is that our universe is accessible any from anywhere in the world. So um, if you're talking specifically about a uh, real-time day-night clock, and then, you know, our first question would be, who's real time? And do you really want to be playing with another guy who's, you know, for whom it's night in the game while it's sunny and day for you? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. Will Ember Sword have its own launcher? Yes. Yeah, I think the, it will. Uh, the answer is, is, is definitely... Um, also, you know, for the variety of reasons why it's nice to have your own launcher and environment mm -hmm. for an MMO. Will it be released elsewhere then, other launchers? Um, we haven't looked into this because we don't really see the need for it right now. Because it's it's accessible in your browser directly, right? So you can directly play um, if for whatever reason you feel like you need a little bit more performance or you'd rather have it installed on your computer. Um, you could just download it directly from the website. So the, the value of putting it on Steam or Epic 
is not that high, I feel. Yeah, no, I was going to say when you get to it and you have a game where your buddy can send you a link and you can click it and you're playing in five seconds. Um, and then there is indeed the option to download the client whenever you want it. Yeah, it, it becomes less relevant to be represented in all of these stores. But, you know, that's not to say we, you know, we won't necessarily offer it maybe there, but it's, it's not something we've spent a lot of time talking about. Right. Okay. Um, has there been discussion about SDK so that the players could play slash display any of their on-chain Ember Sword assets in other environments? So we've not specifically looked at an SDK, but we have spoken with other crypto games about doing some crossplay, so getting some of the Ember Sword models in their game and some of their things in our game. Um, nothing on this front has been finalized because it's still pretty early, but we have and are still speaking with, with quite a few of them. So it's not planned, but we're very open to it. Yeah, you can oh, likely ex expect some crossover at least. Ooh, that's a bit of a tease. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is what I'm actually really curious about. Have the devs thought about making a wiki or will the fans have to make one themselves? Uh, well, I, I think we would very much encourage sort of a community powered wiki approach um you can you know there, there's a lot to be said about the game and and certainly we would support a community powered wiki i uh i have seen initiatives around our discord already where people were asking like you know would you be up for that yeah we're totally up for that uh because i think you know uh at at scale when it comes to this type of challenge it's it's even better to have like a wiki operated by the by the fans and the players uh because you know no matter how much dev manpower we would throw at such a wiki uh you know the players will write a more detailed uh <laughs> more in-depth wiki than we ever could it is a matter of dedication really and you know we're dedicated to making the game and and giving the players the tools to actually you know get invested and create something like this which is something that I believe we've discussed in previous podcasts, not least with, with Sam, with, in regards to the lore. So yes, everybody, you can you can you are totally free to make a wiki. <laughs> That's what we're trying to say. Um, here's one that uh, to me kind of sounds like a math question. So bear with me. If a sir or lady owns a plat plot of land on a baron or baroness's estate within a duke or duchess's region, how does the ownership or ruling of that plot operate? Yeah, yeah, I think the question actually uh, relates to a slight misunderstanding of the way uh, plots, estates, and regions work. Uh, because essentially, if you look at it, a region is a whole bunch of plots. Uh, an estate is a bunch of plots within a region. <laughs> and, you know, and then you have the singular plot. So actually, um, a single plot is only ever owned by one, uh, one owner, right? So if a sir lady owns a plot, within some estate right then actually whoever is holding the title of baron or baroness is holding that because they actually own the plot of that estate that has the settlement on it right they own the settlement plot right the duke slash duchess owns the town of that region right but that plot of land of the sir slash lady right that is theirs right they they own that particular plot um, and, you know, if we want to dive a little bit deeper into that, that will also end up entitling them to some of the proceeds of that estate, uh, which is nice. It's kind of like owning a stake 
in uh, in the baron slash uh, baroness's uh, settlement as well to some extent, if you will. <laughs> it's it's good to have hierarchy. <laughs> At least in that yes, sense. Yes. That that was that was a that was a handful. How about a simple one? Is there copyright on any of the game's assets? Yes. <laughs> Huge yes. Yeah. So obviously our our, our stuff is copyrighted um, uh, because you know we wouldn't want let's say uh, EA or Activision to suddenly decide that they are going to make uh, their own Ember Sword game based on our assets and our stuff. That being said, obviously we have a you know big heart for the community. Ember Sword is a game about you know also empowering the community to create things. So uh, yeah, there's copyrights but also expect us to exercise our rights in, in a sort of more community-oriented manner, right? I mean, despite the fact that there's copyright on our game assets, uh, if you're going to make content for our game and, you know, you'll be able to sell non-fungible tokens about that, uh, you know, uh, you'll actually be able to make money off of uh, fan content you've made for our game, right? Uh, if it comes to uh, you uh, publishing a video about our game, you know, I, I think we can fairly promise even if in that video you say that we suck, we will not <laughs> sue you for copyright infringement because you used images of our game to say that we suck. Um, <laughs> right, know, but we it, will be sending contract killers after you. So just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do have the hired assassins, but, you know, I, I figured we wouldn't go into that for, for ease at this point, right? <laughs> Otherwise, it's not a surprise anymore. <laughs> Where's the fun in dodging killers if you know they're coming? Yeah, 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 exactly. But now you'll know in case, you know, you ever install Ember Sword and you get to that question of where do your kids go to school? You'll know why we're asking. Um, <laughs> How do you get players? No, no. Threaten them. <laughs> no, we love our players, but <laughs> no, no. But all kidding aside, we believe in obviously reasonable handling of your copyrights at the same time as obviously still owning copyrights uh, because, you know, sometimes it's a, a, a shark eats shark world out there uh, and there's plenty of big players that, uh, that would happily abuse, uh, uh, let's say, things being copy left out. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, a slightly easier one, I would assume. Um, what ESRB rating are we going for? So we're aiming for the, I believe it's called teen. So 13 and up is the one we're aiming for. Considering that Ambersaur doesn't have a whole lot of violence and profanity and things like that, we might, might aim for 13 or 10, but probably, probably 13. Yeah, exactly. Like 13 is a good uh, a good guess to go for. Uh, also for the simple reason that, for example, even if you have the slightest bit of a gambling element somewhere, like if we had a, I don't know, like a little casino where you could gamble some of your gold to win like a game item or something, then you're immediately in the teens, right? It's, it's a good way to cover our bases. And, you know, it, the upside of that, of course, is that through for the lore junkies i would assume it, it it gives our writers a little bit of narrative freedom to introduce slightly more mature themes and just play around exactly. with a more complex narrative yep um okay here's here's one that uh is again of great interest to me um if you start your character in solarwood for example but later your friends are from let's say duskaron can you change or delete your character and start over and will your land be limited on what nation you belong to 
Okay, so the good news there is actually that uh, you can straight up change the nation of your character. Ah, there'll be okay. a it, it'll be a bit more of an involved process. You'll you'll probably spend some in-game currency, right? But just regular old in-game currency to do that. Uh, but yeah, it means you can literally change your nation if you have to. Uh, so you won't have to change or delete your character and start over. Uh, but you can decide to uh, basically migrate to Duskarot. Pretty much uh, real world style, right? You're like, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> Ember is a sandbox, right? So we're not trying to lock you into a specific choice uh, pretty much ever. Um, so this also goes for character builds. You don't have to create a new character. Like in World of Warcraft, for example, you pick one class, you level it up, and then you switch. In mm-hmm. Ember Sword, you don't have to do that. You can just stick with your one character. You can play with Sword and Shield, for example. And at some point, you think to yourself, oh, I want to use a bow or I want to become a healer. You can do that on the same character. We're not going to cap you on skill points or anything like that. We're not going to lock you into a nation. Um, you can just use one character and use it for everything. Oh, that's really and there was this there. one part about the land, of course, being limited to what nation you belong to. That similarly will not be a limitation. Now, obviously, um, you may want to uh, buy some land specifically in the nation that you intend to belong to. Uh, you know, that could be nice because you'll be spending a lot of time there, right? You might have a harder time running around in, you know, in another land. That is to say, although admittedly, you know, all of the player-owned land is typically also in safe areas, right? So uh, you can totally be, you know, a solar woodling, if you will, right? And still have land holdings in Duskaran. Not a problem. The free market working at its best. <laughs> okay. Um, here's kind of a doozy. Are there going to be guild houses? And what happens to land once a player stops playing and doesn't sell it? So right. there are guild houses. Um, you can put them on your plot of land. And if you own a guild, but you don't have a plot of land, you, you can still make guilds. Uh, even, even if you don't have land, you can't just can't put down a guild house. So you'll have to do without one. Um, presumably, maybe have to rent that land from another uh, owner, right? Because essentially, in order is, to yeah. be able to place down a guild house, you would need access to either a settlement plot or a town plot. Uh, and if you don't have access to that, you know, maybe you'll find the owner uh, of such a plot willing to uh, lend you a bit of his land to plop down your uh, guild house on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in the event someone stops playing that owns land, though, the land essentially becomes barren. But there's very little financial incentive to do that. You have a lot of incentive to populate it and turn it into a profitable asset. So it it could go barren, but I would argue it's pretty unlikely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that would be kind of like the, the sort of the, the silliest move to make, if you will. Like, even yes. if you know you're not going to play at all, right? And you're not going to ever do anything with that land and you don't care about what's on there, then at the very least, you'll probably rent it out, right? Because why would you just leave it there barren? Uh, while by renting it out, you can be earning pixel tokens off of it. Exactly. Um, you know, makes no sense to do it, right? So economically, it would be really weird for players to leave all their land barren. I'm thinking more like extraneous circumstances, like somebody just ditches Ember Sword, like for whatever reason, and that land just stays there. Is it at some point going to enter back into circulation? Do we have contingencies uh, for no, that one? No, it does not. So. Uh, 
I mean, there could be the event that someone owns a part of land and then dies, right? And then the land doesn't get sold and, and it doesn't change. That is a yep. very real possibility. Um, the thing is, people own these land plots themselves, so we can't take them back. We can't put them back in circulation. They're theirs, right? They yeah, exactly. truly own them. True ownership. Um, yep. So th those are the downsides that come with it. But again, there's no financial incentive to do that. There could be some, you know, extraneous circumstances. But yeah, and and to be frank, realistically, that will scarcely matter because when when we talk about a plot of land going unused. Like, you know, uh, a large amount of land plots obviously have content that has kind of been predefined by us, the developers on it, right? So they will work just fine whether they are held by anyone or not. All right. Um, and um, to to land this podcast softly uh, with, something, with something light, any idea how many professions we may be looking at in the game? Uh, that's a tough question. Oh, it, damn it's, it. <laughs> still, it's still a bit of a toss-up. Like some some things sound fun on paper, but don't don't really end up being fun in game. Um, so they get cut. Currently, though, I think we're at about 12, 13, 14, between twelve and fifteen. I think we're we're currently at um, for professions. Yeah. And of course, there yeah. may be the possibility to add more further down the line if the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we look forward to building this game out for a while, and obviously we might expand into other professions over time. That's just going to keep things even more exciting. Cool. Well, um, and that was all the questions I had. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this was a thing that, honestly, I wish we could do more often. The availability being what it is, uh, Q&A podcasts can, can be far and in between. But I'm doing my damnedest to uh, to make it not so. So I would like to once again thank my guests for participating and answering all these burning questions that the community had, deemed worthy by me to be answered <laughs> on this podcast. So yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's our pleasure. Hell yeah. And yeah, we will talk to you next time then. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everyone. Hey, you. You made it to the end. Congratulations. That must mean you like us enough to want more, right? Well, good news! We're all over the internet! Go to embersword.com and subscribe to our newsletter for a chance to play the game early, as well as the latest interesting tidbits on the game and the team. Join our lovely Discord community over at discord.gg slash embersword. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at PlayEmbersword for regular updates on what we're up to. And remember the basics. Drink water, be kind to each other, and spread the word about Embersword. Getting a glass of water because, you know, shit might happen. Yeah. I mean, yours probably already has this whole jug of water ready. Well, that's cinnamon toast. Of course toast. I do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Gotta stay hydrated, right? Gotta stay hydrated. <laughs> Plus, one of my life goals is to turn into a meme, so everything's exactly. coming together. I think you did it. <laughs> Love how that, you know, how that is working out for us. <laughs> No, no, yours. We're going to, you know, you're going to be on more of these casts with me, right? And you're going to be a meme in no time. Like at some point, <laughs> you know, just millions of people online will be sharing meme pictures of yours. Oh, sipping. God, I can only hope. Uh -huh. But but you just know that if you turn into a meme, it's going to be an unflattering meme. It's not going to be what you hope, right? 
Gonna yeah, be like kind of like big uh, water. Remember attached girlfriend from like mm. ten years ago? That was oh, literally man. what I was gonna say. Oh my attached girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be one unflattering one, so maybe maybe not. <laughs> Overly attached CTO. <laughs> <laughs> oh no.